Welcome to What Is Your Bitcoin Story podcast with your host, Gigi. This is a podcast where we explore the fascinating world of Bitcoin, the personal experiences and stories of those who have taken the dive down rabbit hole. We explore in Bitcoin stories with a diverse range of guests from early adopters, miners, traders, and maximum. So join us on this exciting journey of past, present, and future Bitcoin, one story at a time. When someone tries to buy all the world's supply of a scarce asset, the more they buy, the higher the price goes. Satoshi Nakamoto. Welcome to What's Your Bitcoin Story, the podcast where we dive deep into the fascinating world of Bitcoin. I'm your host, Gigi, and today we have a special guest joining us. Santana entered the Bitcoin space a few years ago when she was orange-pilled by her partner and has since gone deeply down the rabbit hole. Before co-founding Wiser, she founded her own direct-to-consumer brand that was acquired in 2022. She has several years of experience working in high-tech startups as well as corporate companies as a marketing manager. But beyond her career and achievements, Sanjana excels in badminton and challenged herself to phys physically by trekking Annapurna Base Camp in Nepal. So folks, get ready for a mind-blowing conversation as we delve into the depth of Bitcoin with this exceptional guest. Sanjana, thank you for gracing us with your presence and joining us on this thrilling ride. Hey, JG, nice to be here. I'm excited to have this conversation and yeah, looking forward to it. Perfect. Well, likewise, I'm sure we're all waiting and eager to hear your Bitcoin story. Let's ask the big question in the room. What is your Bitcoin story? Yeah, of course. So my Bitcoin story is probably a little more unique than most Bitcoiners today. I have actually no background in finance, economics, Bitcoin. I'm not from the traditional space. I was always more into marketing, media and communication. I did sociology in my bachelor's and it was never something I ever thought I would get into. Even on the investing side in traditional markets, I just started actually a few years ago. And the way it happened was my husband was very into Bitcoin. I think he got into the space very early about 2014 2015 was when he first started reading about it doing a lot of research on it made his first investments around then as well mm -hmm. and a few years ago i'd say two two and a half years ago he tried to explain bitcoin to me and try to get me into the space and i was just not interested i said look whatever you're saying to me just sounds like gibberish it, it doesn't make sense to me and i, I don't care I, that was literally my first reaction and I think it's it's just the way you communicate about Bitcoin, right? When you start talking a lot about the technicals and that's the first thing you say to someone, it's it's always, okay, I, it's just, it doesn't sound very appealing and it doesn't sound like something that's super cool to get into right now. So it took him a year or so to send me some resources, try again and again. He started talking a lot about the non-technical aspects of Bitcoin and then I suddenly got interested. I also got interested when I, when we started realizing post COVID that, okay, there was, there were a lot of these monetary issues happening around the globe, money printing, stocks were just crashing. I, I, and I had money in a few stocks, right? So my portfolio was just going down. It was also a time where I was finding something new to do. We had the direct to consumer brand that we started together and that got acquired. So I was starting from scratch again. 
Um, I wasn't so keen in going into the nine to five job route. I wanted to find something more meaningful to do. So it took a few months and I did a lot of research myself and I said, okay, this is definitely a very interesting concept. It's going to take time to really learn the A to Z, but it, it took me actually no time to go down the rabbit hole once I was, once I started. Because I think once you start and you really find that one thing in Bitcoin that clicks with you, you're like, okay, this makes a lot of sense. And I, I call it the big light bulb moment. Once the light bulb clicks on, there's no switching it off. It's literally that there's no switching it off and it's just going deeper and deeper. And you just want everyone to have that light bulb moment. So I think that was it. I think it was just his, my partner, it was his passion and a lot of my research and just having that time to get into it. I think timing was everything. And that's, yeah, that's how I actually just got myself into Bitcoin and then said, okay, I'll, I'll do something in the space and I'll figure it out. And then a few months later, we started wiser. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. So as you said, your partner was, so to say much earlier on, right? 2014, 2015. And, yeah. and then you entered the space somewhere during the COVID period, right? Around exactly. 2020, 2021, but yeah. it's never too late still to this day, tell people that ask me, Oh, I missed the boat on Bitcoin. I go, no, my friend, you no. never missed the Bitcoin. And that's the beauty of it because you think you're late. It's been around for a while, but we're still so early on the bigger scale. Correct. People look at the price and they say, okay, it's at 30K. I could have bought it at 5K or 5, but at one point it was at 80K and it's going to go back up. So whatever, it doesn't matter when you get in. The point is you Correct. just have to get in at some point. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I also tell that this is another thing I tell people. Stop focusing on the price of it and start stacking sats. Most people, yeah. especially the no coiners, as we may call them, they have no idea that there is a hundred million Satoshis in each Bitcoin. They think you need to buy this full coin. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. If you DCA, which is my advice to everyone listening and everyone I speak to in everyday life, just put the yeah. five to 10% of your paycheck and stack sats and hold them in cold storage. Don't, don't get empty gox then FTX then and so forth. Yeah. And I mean, in the long run, don't look at next year or next quarter, but look at five years down the line, 10 years, you know, how many people say, I wish I got in 10, like 10 years ago. If you didn't get in now and in 10 years, you'll be that lucky person and hearing people around you going, oh, why did I get in at 30K? Now exactly. it's half a million. <laughs> and exactly. And I think it's that moment of realization where you know that, okay, it's not just about an investment and I don't want my money to go up, but you actually see Bitcoin as an empowerment tool yeah. and this phenomenal revolutionary technology. And when you educate yourself, you realize that, okay, now I am in it for the long run. It's not about just making a quick buck. It's Correct. like you said, it's just stacking and being there for the next 20, 30, 50 years, whatever it is. For a lifetime, Sajana, what do you mean 20 lifetime. years? For a lifetime. Exactly, for a lifetime. <laughs> the last Satoshi is scheduled to be mined in 2140 when even my children are not going to be around by then. It's, yeah. it's a it's long there, way it's away. It's there to stay, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Perfect. So let me ask you then on, on a little bit different aspect. We touched on a little bit about price, but to be honest, I don't really like focusing on price because price fluctuates and the dollar and all other fiat is going to zero. So it's an inevitable conversation where price is going to go, but more sure. on kind of how has Bitcoin impacted your life and just your like outlook on self-sovereignty and just taking control of the hardest asset that's ever been created, arguably. Yeah. So I, I really see this as a more global empowerment tool, right? So it's not so much about just a personal journey. It's about actually making a difference in the world. And this is when I really like to emphasize on the societal and 
human rights part of Bitcoin, right? Yeah. So I have seen so many stories, heard so many stories, spoken to people in the space where Bitcoin has actually impacted their lives. And when you hear these stories, you think that it's really the greatest tool out there. So let's just mm. talk about the four to five billion people who live under authoritarian regimes, right? These are people who have, who live under government corruption, whose, whose currency is going through hyperinflation, whose bank accounts are getting frozen overnight. These are the people that it really impacts, right? And this is when Bitcoin starts making a lot of sense because mm. it's not in the government's control anymore. It's not about printing money overnight. It's the fact that even if your all your assets are getting frozen, you have this other asset that you can preserve your wealth in and keep it for the long run. And I think that's yeah. what sticks to you the most. And that's also when you realize that it's not just a problem that's, sol that's solving issues in a third world country or developing country. It's also happening in the US, it's happening in Canada. And I think people are just so oblivious and they just don't know how much of a difference it can make in their lives. Like th there was that whole example with the truck protester in Canada, right? Yeah. When he was, he was trying to raise money through GoFundMe and the government just decided to block the, I think it was what, $10 million, $10 million that he raised. They just blocked it overnight. And he actually got donations in Bitcoin after that. I think 20, 21, 23 Bitcoin. So there's so much power in this tool. And it's, it, it, this is just one example of someone in Canada, one truck driver whose life completely changed. And I think this story went viral because you realize that it's, it, it's needed. It's even war, right? We have so much war. Yeah. How is war funded today? How are militaries funded today? It's all through the printing of government money. And nobody wants war, right? This is, yeah. It's funny to think that Bitcoin is actually a tool that can stop war. Like nobody would think of this. Everyone just thinks of it as a store of value, but there's so much more beyond that, that we live in a world where people want peace and war won't happen if the money is not created to, to fund that war. So it's, it's actually like a peace. It's, it, it's, it's a peace tool. It's Pe revolutionary. Peace technology. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. There's so much power on it beyond just the technical and the the obvious characteristics that it has. I think it, it, it goes way beyond that. It really goes towards the whole human right aspect. I love it. No, I totally agree. And another example, if we may touch upon kind of to give some listeners some wake up calls in the Muslim countries, I'm aware of that theme, like in some, like I know in Saudi Arabia, for example, or even in, in some parts of Afghanistan, women cannot have a bank account. They're essentially dependent on their husband for paying for everything. And then with Bitcoin, yeah. suddenly you open the floods. Like it's a, it's truly a freedom tool where I agree with you people in, in, in the, what we call developed countries, which may not seem too developed nowadays, especially with the US, but they take life for granted and life is easy. They've got their credit card, they go, they spend it, swipe it. But I yeah. think that's all about to change. And I think you'll agree with me once, and it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when the draconian CBDs come in, yeah. sorry, CBDCs, oh my God, then it's like either you're fully, or when a dream comes to life, you're fully enslaved financially. Yeah. Uh, or you have plan B and you hold Bitcoin and essentially you build this sovereign bubble for yourself and your family to live in. And I think once CBDCs really kick in in, in Europe, practically all over the world, that's yeah. when Bitcoin will really come up as a big solution. And these developed countries will have this aha moment. Oh my God, maybe it's time to opt out. No, for sure. And like you said, I think the point you touched on about women is great because I'm originally from India. 
it's still a country where men are just way more empowered than women. Like you said, their bank accounts get just frozen overnight. It's it's yeah. all it's all based on gender caste religion. And you have yeah. Bitcoin, which is which doesn't take any of this into regard. No KYC. They don't need to know what your background is. It's money for everyone. That's literally what it is. And like coming it. to the US, it's I I think we're gonna see it much faster than we think because yeah, people don't realize that it, you come from the most powerful country, there's no issues, it doesn't affect them. But that's not true, because if you look at the value of the dollar, the US dollar, mm. it's lost 96% of its value since the 1900s. So people just don't know this. It's just once they actually read this somewhere, read this one line, they'll be like, oh, okay, wow. So whatever savings I have, whatever I'm putting into my 401k or whatever it is, how much money am I actually making? Because at this rate, inflation is going, it's rising at a much higher rate than your salary is increasing. Correct. So you're not, you don't, are you even actually making money in 50 years? Is your savings, does your savings mean anything? And this is really affecting Americans and Europeans. This is, this is their main problem for sure. Yeah, I definitely feel it on my pocket, as I'm sure a lot of the listeners are too. A little bump up in salary increase is outpaced by the huge inflation and across the board from everything from filling up my yeah. car to to everything to to buying bread and milk like everything is just it's going so high and the savings i don't i'm full up to my head in btc but people that have savings in a bank account those savings are essentially losing value every single day and people forget yeah. they think the one euro the one dollar the one british pound is one pound but it's actually not it's losing its purchasing power every day while exactly. bitcoin for the last 14 years if once again, forget the price. Look at the purchasing power of Bitcoin. It's on a parabolic trajectory and it's For not sure. going to stop anytime soon. No, 100%. I agree with you. I think it, it's just that so many people are unaware that there is a fixed supply of Bitcoin and that makes all the difference. It's really just about yeah. education and knowledge that people, I just wish more people knew this, this knowledge spread faster. And if they did, we'll get to hyper Bitcoinization. We'll get there sooner than we think. <laughs> with your wor words from your mouth to god's ears as i like to say so <laughs> so that's a nice thing that you touched upon education i think maybe we can talk a little bit about that in particular because as you said like people really need to be educated and this aha moment won't just cn is not going to be broadcasting teaching you about the value of bitcoin but essentially yeah. we have people such as yourself and other evangelists in the space that are really pushing forward and Myself included in, in, in my native country where I am, I've been doing Bitcoin meetups for the last five years on a regular basis and trying to really orange pill as many attendees and their family and friends to really take home and, and learn about the technology. Because I, I really don't like the question when I get approached, is it a good time to buy Bitcoin? And I say, look, yeah. <laughs> first of all, you should always buy Bitcoin. But second of all, don't buy Bitcoin if you don't know what it is. Start learning. Go on. The, there's so many YouTube videos around. There's so many Reddit threads. There's a lot of education out there. Now, some of it might be a little bit stale and dry, and some people don't want to put mm -hmm. in the work, which is perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. But I think you guys came up with a really nice solution, which you could maybe touch upon a little bit, just top level with Wiser, which I yeah. personally, myself, I must give you guys kudos. I, I, I played around with your app, and by far, it's one of the funnest ways to, to orange pill and get people not just to learn about Satoshi, but earn some Satoshis, which is another factor, right? It's one thing just learning something on the sidelines. Another thing is dipping your toes and getting your first sats. And yeah. So maybe, yeah, I'll no. ask you, how did you guys get around to this? Yeah, no, thank you for that. I'm glad you're using it to, for your own knowledge and to orange pull others. But yeah, so we're actually five co-founders at Wiser. We all met 
a few years ago, we came up with this. I think it was a vision that we started started talking about, and it was just really about making an impact in the world, right? It's that today, if I want to even learn about financial literacy, it's not just about Bitcoin. It's the fact that people don't know what to do with their savings today. They work, and so many people are not taught about investing, about the stock market, about the history of money, about the macro issues that are going on in the world. So if you don't know this stuff, that's the first stepping stone to actually understand why Bitcoin is an empowerment technology or tool, right? So we yeah. actually explain all of this in the app and we realize that there's no fun, simple and great way of learning that today. And there isn't something built that actually caters to this generation. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff online. You can go research, you can go read these articles, watch these YouTube videos, but that's not really following a structured cur curriculum. How do you get a new person into the space when they don't even know what to search? How do you get an 18 year old today hooked on to Bitcoin or learn about financial literacy when let's face it, like our attention span is nothing. We, this is why we scroll through social media endlessly. We always want to be in the social world. We want to get uh, we want to get rewarded for what we're doing. So we we just thought of a really cool way to incorporate all of this into one app and make sure that the content is obviously top notch. For us, the content was the priority, but it's also about just how you build the entire app. So I think the whole gamification part, the fact that there's they're bite-sized classes, so it only takes two to three minutes to complete. I think all these smaller, just as important features in the app is what get you, gets users hooked on and it's what makes them orange pill other people because it's really yeah it's my own product but it's really one of the best tools out there to just learn about anything right it's again like it's not just about bitcoin it's just financial literacy like i was never mm. taught austrian economics in school i hadn't even heard about it two years like a year ago i didn't know what austrian economics was but it's this whole hidden School of Economics, we're always used to hearing about the Keynesian economic model. And this just makes much sense. Like there, there's so many things that are just hidden. So we're just trying to get that content out there and make sure that everyone has the knowledge to make their own decisions. I think that's how we came up with it. And Duolingo is a great example of how they do it with languages. So we yeah. wanted to incorporate that model into Bitcoin and financial literacy. And for the five of us, it's really this great like passion project. And we really just want to make an impact in the world. That's the way the five of us see it. And because we just have this common goal and common vision, we just, we don't stop. We're going to keep going. That's right. That's the spirit. Hope dies last. And, and yeah. usually projects, I truly believe all projects, just like in your case, should be passion led, right? I think the reason we find ourselves in this economic situation that we are is not just from the money printer, but it's just this kind of greed and hunger just to make money. I'm going to set up this e-commerce shop just to make X amount. Yeah. I'm going to do this business just to get X amount yeah. and no stories don't end well. And it's bad for the entrepreneur who's trying to push this monetary aspect. It's bad for the consumer who's essentially just getting essentially scammed uh, yeah. just to get their money. And I think we need to step away from that. And I'm really hopeful in Generation Z that they will have a different way of approaching life and finances included. And I think I especially, so with, I, don't, I don't know if like Generation Z is officially now the biggest generation on, on, on earth. The biggest population is Generation Z, which is fascinating. And when you look yeah. at the Gen Zs, they're not going to go to the bank and do a whole lot of wait two months to get an account, give all the KYC, no. give everything. They're going to go onto the app store, download the first Bitcoin wallet app 
go get some Satoshis and it's going to be a much easier way to transact and onboard and just do business every day. Um, but yeah, another thing I want to touch upon, and and that's definitely a hot topic at the moment, especially with social media, talking about social media and censorship and getting frozen. I wanted to hear your opinions on Nostr specifically. I don't know. Do you use Nostr? Do you have a Nostr account? So I do. I definitely think Nostr has a lot of potential. It's, it is a great tool, but I don't think we're there yet, especially in terms of the UI UX. If we're trying to onboard new people to Nostr, if we're using all these other other tools to orange fill, and if if the goal of it is also to orange fill, I don't think we're there yet. And I think Mm. it's really about the UI and UX. And I think this is when you're trying to get mass adoption on. It has to be so user-friendly. It has to look nice. It has to be easy to use. So definitely great tool, but I think it'll take some time. The whole decentralization sure. of social media is a great idea, right? I, we're facing so many issues with all these other bigger social media platforms. So this is a great alternative and it's a great idea, but it's going to take some time. And I think once that, yeah, once that kind of user interface has changed and there's more people getting on boarded, I, I think it'll be, it has great potential to be a great tool for sure. No, I, I totally agree with you. It's definitely early days. And Nostra is not even two years old, right? It's yeah. like one and a half years old. And But to me personally, why I bring up and I kind of want to bring it up to every guest that comes on our show is because with Nostra, the beautiful thing is, and some listeners who are hearing this for the first time, Nostra is not just another social media platform. It's a protocol, right? So exactly. you create your XPOP key, you have your public key, just like in Bitcoin, you have your private key. And there are so many different clients and essentially new interfaces being built, which I totally agree with you. For mass people to jump on, it needs to be very straightforward, needs to be very attractive on the eye. So we have some way to go forward, but just like the thought of getting these, to a certain extent, pointless likes and just like spamming the like button, zapping someone, some Satoshis and content creators, actually getting little tips and donations by people that view their content. To me, that's just, it's very revolutionary, right? And it's bringing this, as we talked about Bitcoin and kind of the financial aspect of it. And to a certain extent, it is because Satoshi's Nakamoto's white paper, it was the subtitle was peer-to-peer cash, right? So it was all about the transfer of currency. But I think with Bitcoin, we have so many other layers, like an onion that we're going to unpeel. So looking at oh, communication yeah. over Nostr and who knows what's coming next, right? That's, 14 years old, up 40s. Exactly. <laughs> and it, it's not just Nostr, right? I think there's some great projects yeah. being built on Lightning, these infrastructures, these different protocols. But like you said, we're in the early stages and to get new people into the space, it, all these projects need to be a little more user-friendly. I think that's going to be the next big step in any Bitcoin project because we have all these developers, these technical experts working on these projects. and the way they look at it and the way a new user coming into the space looking at it is very different. So I think in general, once it becomes more user-friendly, whether it's a wallet, whether it's a any kind of infrastructure protocol, I think that's going to help mass adoption as well. Especially for the newbie who's never heard of Bitcoin, that 18-year-old kid like in school or even for women for that matter. I think they're yeah. a whole different target group and you just have to approach them a lot differently to get them into the space. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. So there's a long way to go, but we're getting there. I think we've done great for in the past 14 years. Now, I, I do hope that user interface and user friendliness is the next step in, in Bitcoin. It does. Everything takes time, right? Like the saying goes, Rome wasn't built in a week, right? So yeah. everything could, takes time. And even to finish up the Nostr talk, Nostr, when it launched like the 
So on, there's different platforms on Apple. It's the Damos. I'm a native Apple user. So even Damos has changed significantly since six months when I started. And there's a lot of updates happening. So give it another 12 months, 24 months. I think a lot of things will change and a lot more people will be onboarded. And for the matter of fact, with Twitter or may I call it X yeah. X.com company. As <laughs> that, of, that was as new today. today. <laughs> yeah. It was not an not the ordinary Monday. It was <laughs> X.com Monday. There's a lot of thing. And just generally Elon and his leadership taking over, mm -hmm. like it or not, there's a lot of changes going to happen. And not even just Twitter or X as it's called now. I'm really against censorship, no matter if it's the corporations or governments. Like truly, I'm also like a, to a certain extent, libertarian, where I want everyone to have their own freedoms, the power to do their own choices, to say what they want to say without the fear of losing their sponsor if, if they're getting yeah. financed by that or getting their account frozen. And that's one big thing with, with the Nostra protocol where, you know, if you get blocked on, let's say, Damos, you just go and input your keys on another client and you're in there. You still have mm -hmm. all the access to your data. Okay, no, so then let's... Yeah, just to touch up on that as well, it's nice that sure, you talk sure. about censorship because we're also moving this whole other direction with AI where yeah. identities are completely being stolen, right? So it's like you have this Bitcoin rev revolution and you have this AI revolution and it's just, in, in a way, they're just two completely opposite things. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I'm excited to, uh, I think the next but year is going to be a full year of surprises. Oh yeah, it's definitely, there's going to be a lot of big bangs around the corner happening. That's for sure. But yeah. to touch upon the AI, which you mentioned is, I also think Bitcoin could help with keeping your self-identity in this AI world where everything can be plagiarized, duplicate, and especially deep fakes and everything where you, you have no idea, is this a real video? Is it not? Is this a real human am I speaking to? Is it not? So yeah, I mean, it's two big worlds colliding together and what's going to happen forward. I don't know, but definitely we will do our best to, to shape it to the freest way possible. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Perfect. Let me then ask you, I just have one kind of question that I wanted to close it up on, which is what is one piece of advice that you would give to someone who's listening to this episode and hasn't been orange pilled yet? What is this one advice that you would leave them with? My advice would be just take that first step to learn. You know, don't, I'm not saying invest. I'm not saying Bitcoin is going to take over, but I'm saying just take the, that one hour to learn about why Bitcoin is so revolutionary. I think if you can read that and you get hooked on and yeah, our app explains it in a great way, but there's a lot of other resources online, but education is key before you make any investment, before you decide that Bitcoin is shit, before you decide that the government's in our favor, just take one hour out of your day to learn about Bitcoin. Very nice. I couldn't agree more. Well, I hope you listeners are taking that on and we'll be doing some homework tonight. But definitely education is key. Like with anything, Bitcoin or non-Bitcoin, you, you got to start learning to, to really have the light bulb moment, which we talked about. Perfect. Sanjana, maybe you could share also with our listeners, where can they find you online and where can they get in touch with you? Of course. So you can just go to wiser.io to find the app and download it there. And I'm also mm -hmm. on Twitter. I go by Twitter slash Sanjana underscore connect. Maybe mm -hmm. I can just send that to you later as well. And I'm on LinkedIn as well, Sanjana Mehta. So I, I, I love connecting. And, and your Nostra Pupki. And my Nostra Pupki, <laughs> I can send that to you as well. That's a long one. So we'll have to find we'll a way keep to make that, that user friendly and shorten it. Yeah, no, for sure. And I'm happy to connect with anyone. I'm open profile and yeah, just love to have a chat with anyone who comes on. 
Perfect. Tangina, it, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on. Definitely best of luck to you and the team with Wiser.io. You guys, I think you're doing a fantastic job. And just like with Bitcoin, you guys are just getting started with it. Any ways that we can help you. And I'm certainly spreading the word to, to my close circle. And yeah, we would love to have you back in the future and, and see how your Bitcoin journey is evolving and going further. For sure. Thanks a lot for having me, Gigi. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Awesome. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode, What is Your Bitcoin Story Podcast. Remember to subscribe and share with your friends and family. For more valuable Bitcoin resources, visit our website at whatisyourbitcoinstory.com. Keep stacking sats, stay safe, spread the Bitcoin revolution.